Welcome back to another episode of Those Damn Sports. This is episode six of season two. Today is February 2nd. No, it's February the 22nd, <laughs> 2022. It's a big day of twos. And today we have a special guest sitting here with two-time Pac-12 champion, Devin Turner out of Dixon, California. Devin, how you sure. doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Thank good. you for coming in. I uh, appreciate hey. you taking the time to talk with us for sure. Glad I know you here. must have a really busy schedule, especially with the season going on right now, but... I mean, we love getting athletes in here, especially <laughs> one like you to be able to tell your story. Yeah, that's true. Appreciate also, yeah, that. sorry, I, I could have sworn I said Tuesday, but <laughs> some word in the lost in translation, so sorry about that. <laughs> but glad you're here regardless. Yeah, glad you're here. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, well, um, Devin, you've had a great uh, tenure so far with Oregon State. Obviously, you've become a team captain. You really worked up to become, like, one of the leaders of the team. Um, at what point here... I mean, it's kind of start off the question. At what point here at Oregon State did you feel like you could be kind of the face of the wrestling program or the program was going to go uh, in the direction of, like, you know, you're the 130-pounder that's going to win every time? Uh, at what point did I get that? Uh, <laughs> it's a heavy I mean, question, man. It's hard. Coming out of the gate, swing it. I mean, I guess, I mean, you know, coming in, that's that's the dream. That's what you, that's what you, you know, you work you work so hard for. Uh, so I mean, there was no at what point it was. That's what I wanted from the from the jump was to be, you know, to be the guy that people could like look up to and ask questions and stuff like that. So from the beginning, that's what I wanted. I didn't know when it was gonna happen. I just, you know, worked as hard as I could, and then you know, just hope that the cards that I was dealt with was. Honestly, I just hoped that I, one day I'd be the dealer. <laughs> I could deal the cards. So I mean, um, you know, coming right in. It was a rough trans- transition, you know, from high school to to becoming a college athlete, especially at in the Power Five conference. Uh, so, you know, um, it was kind of cool how it was unfortunate, but it was fortunate how right away I kind of got thrown to the wolves and got you know got my feet wet with the uh, just start off wrestling, you know, just tough guys, Big Ten schools. Um, so it was it was it was. It was tough, but I mean, right then and there, after I got a feel of like you know tough, like I think my one of my first matches, they were all like top five guys in the country, so okay. um, <laughs> you know getting that feel as a true freshman, yeah, um, you know that woke me up real quick, like oh, you got so that's like your welcome to college <laughs> yeah. moment, yeah. just like right off the bat, yeah, so I mean, for sure, I got woke up real quick, and then from there on out, it was like all right. You know, you know, you you felt the best, and now you know what you got to do to try to get there. So yeah, and coming out of California, what were some of those factors that uh, like led you to choosing Oregon State and coming here to Corvallis? Uh, funny thing was, I my recruiting trip was in the spring, okay. so the it was sunny, hot. The idea I had <laughs> been told was that or Corvallis was a lot like where I'm from Dixon yeah. uh, like it was warmer weather didn't rain much yeah. it was sunny a lot so that's what I expected and my he- I'd never been to Oregon really I mean I'd been like Eugene maybe like as a sophomore or something like that and it was snowing there I didn't I didn't realize how close Eugene was mm-hmm. I yeah. was thinking Corvallis is only eight hours away from my house Los Angeles is only eight hours away from my house it's not that much of a difference <laughs> in, in temperature and stuff so I'm like you know what like they're probably telling the truth that it doesn't snow, it doesn't rain. With little did I know, yeah. the, the first year I came, it was the wettest winter and snow <laughs> I've ever had. So, uh, I mean, that was one of the things that played a, a role was that it was just, you know, close to home and, and mm-hmm. the weather I thought was going to be similar. 
but um well it gets there yeah it gets there it gets there it gets there but uh and and then in the spring it was beautiful like Mm -hmm. it actually was you know better than california in some ways whereas like you could see the leaves and all the flowers and everything was blooming and a lot of people walking around on the campus and um it was just it was just beautiful something the air was fresher like everything <laughs> was true. just it was nice so yeah. and then i really liked like the brick buildings that they had out here uh so a big part of me coming here was just the campus just mm-hmm. the way it looked was a reason i wanted to come and at the time we were going for our sixth consecutive pac-12 championship title as a team so i mean oregon state was on top in the pack and it wasn't too far from home i didn't want to be in california anymore but I wanted to be far enough from home to where my parents couldn't just like sneak up on me, <laughs> but like, but like close enough to where it was like, hey, if I need a quick flight, then you know there it is. Um, but I was down to go anywhere to be honest. But um, I had originally committed to Drexel University, which is in Philly, uh, oh, and then wow. things Cross just didn't. Yeah, things didn't just work out there. So um, you know, Oregon State, they I got into contact with them, and me and the coaches hit it off. Campus was beautiful. Yeah. My coach was from. He's from Silverton, so I had a connection there. And my dad had a dream when I was, like, in eighth grade that one day I'd be wearing an orange-black singlet. He thought it was going to be, like, my rival high school, but it ended up being – I became a beaver, so. Yeah. That's kind of cool. cool. That is cool. That is cool. I mean, I feel like I saw you on campus uh, maybe, like, two weeks ago. Was your family all here for your senior night? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be such an amazing feeling. You were just saying your dad had the dream of seeing you in an orange-and-black singlet. (laughs) And now – Senior, I mean, that's awesome. It's kind of what every athlete dreams of growing up. Yeah. It was crazy. I just realized it, too, that, uh, like, it's crazy how things just come full circle is that my first ever time watching a college Division One dual meet was at Stanford, and it was Stanford versus Oregon State. My last time oh, ever wow. competing wow. in a college dual meet was at Stanford, Stanford versus Oregon State. The same That room. comes full circle. And I was on the mat at that time. That was, that's That's insane. crazy. Jeez, that's crazy. That comes full circle, yeah. Yeah, full circle moment. <laughs> but we're jumping the gun a lot, which we do a lot here in this podcast. But <laughs> yeah. we, just, we go from we go from like place to place to place. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we're super structured around here. I was gonna ask Devin, uh, can you talk about your journey like in high school wrestling? Because I know this story, but I don't think Decent know this story mm-hmm. about like your journey like in high school, like your career, and how yeah. like like your freshman and like yeah, can you just talk about like that that journey? Yeah. So, um, uh. Well, basically, I'll start, like, in eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade, I was, like, pretty dominant, I would say, in California. I was a pretty dominant wrestler. Um, and then, so, going into high school, I thought, you know, hey, I'm already on top right now. I'll be just fine in, in high school. But I was not. So, honestly, my freshman year of high school, I didn't even make it to the state tournament. Uh, I got, like, upset in, our like, our, our masters or, like, sections is what mm-hmm. you guys probably know it as. But uh, I got upset there and didn't make it to state and then that summer I got like a you know a private coach my dad got me in co- touch with a man who I actually consider like my second father now his name's Chris McCoy um, but got in contact with him and that summer I just like vowed like I'll I'll do whatever it takes to you know get to where I want to go I wanted to go to college so that's when I realized I was, I was talented enough to get there I just had to put the work in um, and then from there on out, every uh, I went from not making it to state to being ranked number one going into the state tournament all in one summer, basically. <laughs> so it was, I don't know what I did there. I do remember, like, I lost a lot of friends on the way because I was just, like, I was strictly like, look, like, yeah. this is my yeah. train. I'm going this direction. If you're not if you're not on the train with me, then 
hey bro i'll see you it's all great <laughs> to do it i mean i'm there. always here yeah. you gotta focus on yourself to be great exactly yeah totally from there on out every year going into the state tournament i was the number one or number two seed and it was honestly tough because every year after that i i never won state i was the number one seed going in every year after after my freshman year sophomore year got upset in the quarterfinals junior year got upset in the quarterfinals senior year got upset in the quarterfinals uh but sophomore year it was like um uh what happened sophomore year it was i got upset and with the emotions i went to go check my weight and i was like i don't know six over or something like that and (laughs) and you have to make weight the next day and i'm like six pounds over so i'm like i'm not gonna make it like i'm already (laughs) stressing and so like i go i put my gear on and i start running in like the back arena (laughs) and like there's like a drinking gatorade station right there and i'm just like crying and my dad's telling me to like go like keep going and at that time that's why i got a personal coach just because as you get to a higher level it's hard to be coached by your dad because you kind of like butt heads and you want a father (laughs) there instead of like a coach and so i'm like like he's also my dad's also a little bigger guy and i'm like you're like come on bro like, you're telling me to run you're telling me to do all this and and i'm just like passing i'm doing laps every lap i take a drink of the gator so my weight's just going higher and higher and i just choking the scale i'm still six over so i'm just like balling i'm like i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it and then uh my coach was like look we can we can do it it's not that hard you could do it and on the ride to the hotel it's just like you know what like I'm done. Like I'm not gonna do it. I regret that moment so much because I didn't. I didn't even show up to the next day to weigh in. So, I mean, the number one seed was out the. Tur- he was out the tournament. So. Oh, oh wow. People got oh. a free ride, and the guy that I was supposed to wrestle—I don't know who it was—but supposedly it was gonna be like a, good, you know, not not too difficult. For me, I mean, yeah. Does the wrestling format for the? I mean, it's for a tournament. So you're the number one seed. I assume mm-hmm. you start off. Uh, yeah. facing off against the lower seed yeah. mm-hmm. goes all the way like that yeah. gotcha and so the next guy I was going to wrestle like since I didn't show up he just got an easy ride to the placement round so he yeah. became a state placer right then and there that right there alone would have changed my whole high school career I probably would have won state once you get your once you get on the podium you like crave it mm-hmm. I was never on the podium until my senior year so I didn't like I never had that feeling like I gotta get back Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get there um, and then sophomore year just got upset in the quarters fought back and just you know just lost again fair and square that it is what it is senior year um i wrestled a guy named isaiah palomino wrestled the guy so many times like i don't know six times probably that season beat him every time <laughs> beat him every time it gets to the quarterfinals of state i'm up i'm beating him the most i've ever beat him ever like i was beating him by the most uh i get like hurt i think i pulled my hamstring oh. and he comes back like he comes back there's a video of it. There's a video of him. He sucks. There's a video of him. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's coming back. The stadium's like going crazy. Uh, and we go into like quadruple overtime. My senior year, every match I lost was quadruple overtime. Jeez. Uh, except one. And um, and like in overtime, I get on a shot, but my my hamstring kind of hurts, and uh, I don't know what was going through my head, but he locked up a cradle. Got me on my back, uh, got the quick, like, it's overtime, so sudden victory, whoever wins, gets, whoever gets to take that win, so boom, lost it, um, wrestled back, took fifth, ended up taking fifth, and that was my senior year. You ended with the victory, though. Yeah, yeah. With I the mean, victory. like you said, you yeah. made it up to the podium, you never 
and you say you never got the chance to really like fight yeah. for it again but still yeah. i mean, for me i'm not a as big of a high school athlete <laughs> as you definitely were but i never made it to that far i always ended up losing in the state yeah. tournament so oh yeah neither, never, never neither experienced that I. feeling either <laughs> neither did I. I i i'm a, I'm a swimmer myself mm-hmm. and you know for me like i knew like you know being my height and all that like i knew i wasn't gonna you know compete against the people that were like you know like that were going to like d1 you know all that sort of thing and for me like the goal that i had at the end was like every time i'd make it i was on the borderline of like making it so for swimming like we have like you know a b qualifier and a qualifier a qualifier is like placing and then mm-hmm. b qualifier is um consolation and for me it was like i want to make it back and swim in const at least whatever final whether it be constellation or um you know placing final for me and i was like as soon as i got it, even though it was a relay my mm-hmm. senior year of high school it was like i made it back i did my job i did what i was supposed to do and it was a great it was a great feeling yeah you know just having that last swim you know at least going out on top a little bit yeah. but yeah i i same same thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what weight class you also in high school was it 132 um no actually uh What's weird is in eighth grade I wrestled one twenty six, and then in high school I wrestled one twenty, and then my freshman year one fifteen. Did you get lower? Now you see why I didn't make weight. It was so hard for me to make weight. But yeah, I wrestled. I wrestled one twenty six eighth grade, one twenty freshman year, one fifteen sophomore year, one twenty junior year, one twenty six senior year, one thirty three all through college. Okay. Okay. I'm just slowly getting bigger in college. Right? Yeah, I'm so it's like an inverse. It's going up. Yeah. It's going down. It's going back up again. I blame it. I'm only 5'6". I blame it because I was cutting weight my whole life. So have you never really had to do a major cut since you've been in college? Oh, no. I have cut. Maybe. I, I'm a big 132 predator. Yeah. In the off-season, this past off-season, does this go out to a lot of people? It might. It might. In the off-season, I was weighing like 164. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty dang big. <laughs> that's your walk, that's your walking weight. One sixty four. One sixty four. I got ten percent body fat. So yeah. I was like, you're just having some fun, you know. Off season, yeah. It's off season. You got yeah. something you got to work for now, just right? Like lifting and eating and yeah, just chilling. So like so. during season, do you, is that like a, I know like some wrestlers like when I wrestled up, I was one seventy. I'd walk around like one seventy like. Four, mm-hmm. just like I could cut down during practice. Do you have like a walking weight during season? So gonna yeah. just like stay like in between somewhere. Uh, so at the beginning of season, I wanted my goal was to be like no big, no higher than one forty one, mm. like no higher than one forty one. Now, um, there was some of this like throughout this season. It was like some of the cuts that I had, like they they like affected my performance. Like Arizona State, that the reason I lost that, I feel like it's because of my weight cut. Some other matches earlier in the season, I felt was because of my weight cut. It could have been other things probably was other things but i do feel that my weight cut had a, played a big role in that um and now i'm getting my weight cut right i started meal prepping and doing stuff like that so um my walk around weight now i'll be no more than like 139 okay so that's still like reasonable yeah so yeah. I, mean, I mean coming in six pounds over um on a monday when you wrestle on like a saturday yeah not bad at all Real, yeah. realistically i could cut and if i needed to i could cut like six pounds in a day if i needed to yeah but yeah. uh i just you know i sh- can stretch it out now where after practice i'll be weighing i don't know 130 let's just say like 137 if you lose like two or three pounds in a practice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's chill like four <laughs> over 
not bad at all. So uh, yeah. So. You're talking about <laughs> meal prepping, like what goes into the normal diet now that maintain um, this one thirty three weight? Uh late last week I did shrimp and grits. Oh, okay. That's and good. It, honestly anyway, my shrimp I felt good. Mm. It was like probably the easiest weight cut of the year, so that's probably what I'm gonna stick to. And do you just stick to a little amount or I mean I I know the cut it involves a lot of yeah. like heavy sweating. Like you yeah. need to lose a lot of water weight, but mm-hmm. uh I mean, I don't know how much of it goes in the yeah, truly so diet. Corey Crooks, he's one of our, he's our 149 pounder. He taught me this thing. Like me growing up and until this year, I hated water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like water. I like juice. I love juice. Yeah. So uh, he just taught me like, like, look, eat good and drink as much water as you want and the weight will just come off. So the past two weeks, I've just like. Well, I'll drink water. I'll still drink my juice here and there. But <laughs> yeah. I'll, I try to drink a lot more water. Um, and I stick to, like, uh, just, like, my little... They're, like, little Tupperwares. I'm sure you've seen, like, a meal prep Tupperwares. Yeah. Uh, so it comes comes in that. Um, and, you know, you can listen to your stomach. Like, uh, food-wise, when your stomach kind of shrinks when you cut weight, just try to kind of keep it there. Mm-hmm. And that way when you eat, you just eat to satisfy you don't try to eat to get full yeah eat to satisfy and then when you get hungry just drink water and eventually like your body will get used to it and that's what happened and now i feel like i feel good so yeah it's kind of ironic you hated water when you're an athlete yeah it's kind of ironic that's the problem that's why i was like cramping and doing all i was cramping so much like there's been times at, at, in high school uh I freaking I don't know I had a, I was like it was like New Year's or something like that, and so we had a thing at my church and my mom like wanted me to stay up and do all this stuff, and there was lumpia. Do you know what lumpia? Yeah. Is? yeah. It's it's like it's kind of like egg rolls. I would say it's like they're this big. It's pretty good. Yeah, they're good. Um, but you like dip it in sauce, but they're super salty. And I was in I was in like high school. I didn't really know about nutrition that much like yeah. that. <laughs> and I already I still I didn't like water, so I was just eating lumpia <laughs> and like soda and stuff like that. And Doc B is, like, one of the biggest tournaments in the country yeah. for high schoolers. Um, and so I was just, like, chilling. It's, like, I made I got, like, two pounds over the weight class that day so that I could eat and enjoy New Year's. <laughs> and, like, I'm just, you know, I didn't just make a plate and just, like, okay, this is my plate for the day. No, I was just snowly, like, let me just take one here. This weighs, like, this weighs, like, point, point point 0.5. 0.5. <laughs> like, ain't going to do nothing. So I'm just slowly eating this. Eating this, I'll crack a soda open right here, <laughs> and then I I, uh, I go to practice the next day and I step on the scale. I'm like 12 over. I'm like, no way, <laughs> there's no way. What did I do? And the thing is, like, this was after practice. This was oh, after practice. No. This is after no. practice. <laughs> so you probably started at like 15 like, over, yeah. 17 over. I'm like, there's no, there's no way. My my coach was like, you're not wrestling, and I was like. I was like crying because it's a big tournament. I wanted yeah. to. I was like, no, I can make it. And at the time, I was wrestling Nick Soriano. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he was number one in the country, uh, and he was the one seed at Doc B, like the predicted one seed, and I was the two seed. So I was like, I want this matchup. This is he. This guy could get go to any university he wanted to. Mm. So you beat him. Essentially, you you open the doors for yourself. I can go where I want. Um, so I was like, I want this matchup. I want this matchup. And then. Uh, Went to uh, made the weight. Didn't know how to do. Didn't know how. Don't know how. I just did it. I, I did it. I just did it. <laughs> made the weight. Oh my god! I was like the first match, 
First match at Doc B. Just to prove my approve a point, my coach was like, uh, he didn't tell me, but he was like, all right, just go wrestle. He didn't say anything, but I wrestled. His game plan already was to have me wrestle the first match, let me know that this is what happens when you cut bad, and then just pull me from the tournament. <laughs> so uh, I wrestled, and I was just cramping, like, both calf cramps, oh. ribs, like, everything, back cramp, neck cramp, hips are cramping, fingers are going in, toes, like, <laughs> everything, everything you can think of. My body was just straight, like... And so I was, like, up, like, in the first period, like, up 12-0. And this guy came back, and I won, like, I won, like, 14-12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And after the match, we were, like, he was, like, you're done. Like, you look terrible. This guy was literally, I was going to get stalled out. Like, <laughs> like this guy was, like, cross-facing me in my face. You just see me, like, getting, like, it looked like I was just getting beat up. I was, like, destroying him, but it looked like I was getting beat up. Because <laughs> at the third period, I was just dead. And so we're just, like, walk. He was, like, you're done. And we're walking out to the car, and again, like, my calves cramp up, and I just fall on all fours, um, just in the parking lot. Like, I can't move. I can't move. But, yeah, I'll never cut like that again. <laughs> Lesson is drink water. That's drink yeah, water. probably drink, drink water. water. Drink water. <laughs> so. well, I heard pickle juice hurts, like, helps with uh, cramps. Yeah, I, I, I hate pickles. What? <laughs> See? Pickles. See? What, do you hate pickles? I hate pickles, too. Oh, I can't my do pickles. God. I try uh, I'll... Yeah, I hate pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the mustard because I heard mustard does it. So now, oh, yeah. like, my pre-match thing is, like, uh, just straight, like, a slice of, like, wheat bread and, like, turkey, turkey mm-hmm. breast. And I just put a lot of mustard on it to try to help with the cramping. And you eat that uh, before the match? Yeah, yeah, I eat just, like, half of that. Nice. And hopefully it helps. But yeah. lately it's been good. <laughs> Speaking of matches, we're going to talk about that, too. Uh, we ask all the athletes this. What's, like, your, like, like – like game day ritual or match day ritual so it's like for like home meets and like away meets how do you like like go about those and differentiate the two um i mean with wrestling you try to do you know you want to do the exact same thing mm. but for me it is uh um you know the weight the weight cut that's like the important thing is now now i've got my weight cut down just mm. the way i want it so uh, making sure that going into the final weight cut, which is like the pre-match workout, um, which happens like I don't know two hours before come the two hours before weigh in, mm. uh, I make sure that I'm only like I'm no more than like 1.8 over, so that's like an easy like yeah, so that's a that's a sweat that right there. And, like you know, you could wear a shortened shirts if you want, <laughs> um, but yeah, make sure I'm like 1.8 over. Uh, for breakfast, I usually eat like a bowl of fruit or something like that. Um, Get my workout in. I I work out with BK. I like to do that. Just he's fast. He has good pop on him, so just feels good to work out with BK. Uh, then going into competition, right after weigh-ins, I eat my sandwich. Um, we have uh, oh the night before actually too. The night before now, I've been getting in the cold plunge, which is like the cold tub, mm-hmm. just to let my legs like feel feel better for the next day. Um, but like right before. Right, right after weigh-ins, I eat my sandwich. We have these boots. I don't know what they're called, but they're like compression. They have like oh, like that big like leg sleeve. See, like the yeah, yeah. Well, yeah they fill it with air. So I kick my feet up. Um, I read. I have like a devotional in my Bible, so mm. I read like a couple chapters of the Bible, um, whatever the devotional says to do, and then uh, uh, do that. Go out to the main mat to warm up a little bit, just get a touch. I do like a little. I always touch the mat if you watch. I touch the mat and that is before that. I, I wrestle. Um, uh, and then, like, I'll just do, like, some high knees. Because my pre-match workout, I pretty much get, like, I get my lungs blown out. 
I feel good. I, I don't really need to do anything after that. But uh, uh, so I just like jog around the mat once, do like some inside shuffles. It's kind of just look cool at that point. <laughs> inside <laughs> shuffles, high knees, you know, like butt kickers. Um, and then I go outside and I do five, five or six sprints. It depends on how, how I feel and if it's hot or cold. But five or six sprints outside, that happens like 15 minutes before the dual meet starts. Um, I know some things that I do that are like superstitious to me is like when we do the face off, I always touch the guy's shoulder. And that is that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, I don't know. There's a song by Rimble. It says, I touched him on his shoulder so that I know he is touchable. <laughs> so I, okay. I touch him on his shoulder. Uh, that way, just reminds me like he, he's human just like you. Um, and then before my my match, so right when BK is going, I pace back and forth and I do one thing that Ray Lewis used to do with his team. It was a it was I don't know if it was a prayer, but it was just like yeah, I guess it's a prayer. It was like dear Lord the battles we go through in life. Yeah, a lot of football players use it mm-hmm. when they huddle yeah. up and do this stuff. So I do that one, and then. I did my own thing, just ask like him to protect like my you know protect my body, help my legs feel good. So that's my own little personal thing. And then I just remind myself that uh, that like at the end of the day, it's just resting. It's not that big of a deal. Like mm. win or lose, as long as I give them my all, my parents love me, my teammates will love me, my coaches will love me, friends will love me. So remind myself that just to take the pressure off and just go out there, remind myself to have fun, and that's like been my routine of 2022 and. So far, it's been paying yeah, off. So far, it's been paying yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been paying off. Yeah, yeah totally. So. I know the team is. Uh, you guys are eight and three on the season right now. It's yeah. pretty pretty cool. Yeah. How about like traveling? Do you have a do you have a teammate you always like to sit next to on a bus or a plane or? Um, like traveling, I always room with BK. It used to be Mateo. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they just like switched the coaches switched it up. Okay. Um, okay. But so now I just I room with BK. So usually when I travel, I'm I'm with BK. I like to I like to hang around Corey Crooks too, cause like he like is always in your ear, just like bro, you don't know how good you are. Like <laughs> he just kind of pumps you up, and he does that to everybody on the team. So cool. it's it's good to be around him. And you know, three days before, I try to avoid all negativity. So like if somebody is even like they say anything like oh bro that that shirt that purple looks bad like i just I, <laughs> I try to get away from from like all negativity. So those are like my little superstitions, yeah. I guess. Okay. Uh, the other little things are like, I have to travel with the number three suitcase. Like really? All of our suitcases have like bag tags on them. Oh. And I like to have number three. Um, Interesting. I like to have two headgears. I believe that like one of the headgears helps me sweat more. So I make weight easier than the other does. <laughs> so I wear one headgear to make weight and one headgear to compete in. I wear one pair of shoes to make weight in and one pair of shoes to wrestle in. Um... What else is there? Little things. My room and my locker has to be clean before I, before I travel. I like your room at home. Who does the clean? Uh, yeah. you, you clean? I clean it, it up before so I make go? sure my room is clean and I make sure my locker is clean before I travel. Uh, yeah, that's like there's some, there's some weird things. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of travel, you guys have done it a lot. You guys like went to Penn State, went to Las yeah. Vegas, uh, Idaho. Supposed to go to Philadelphia, that never happened. Yeah. But um, how do you just balance that, like traveling and like being a student? And then, like, having a social life. <laughs> and then it's like, how do you balance, like, all this? Like, because wrestling is a tough, demanding yeah. sport, too. So how do you, like, how do you balance between, like, all three of those? To be honest, I've never figured out how I do it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, like, people ask me that, but, like, 
I've realized that probably in history, I'm probably one of Oregon State's most involved. Like me, Mateo, and Adam Tever, probably Oregon State's most involved student athletes like ever. That's that's right. To that's walk true. these like, yeah. and I don't know how. Like, I honestly just feel like I could put more on my plate. Like, I feel like I can. I know it probably like wouldn't be beneficial for me, but I just I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's enough. Like. You know that we all have are given twenty four hours in the day. What you do with it is that's that's on you. And I don't know. I just feel like I feel like you know with wrestling is such a demanding sport. If you take away the Black Student Union, you take away the BCC. If you take away all the other organizations that I'm like involved in, like my fraternity and stuff like that. If you take that away, then like that's the stuff. That's like my outlet. Because you can't think about wrestling 24-7. It'll drive you crazy mm-hmm. if you're constantly thinking about it, especially at the college level when, like, you know, you're cutting weight, you're making weight every day, you're doing all that stuff. Because already in the back of your mind, every time I eat, I'm thinking, okay, I got I to gotta burn this off. I got to make sure my weight's good here. Mm-hmm. Um, after you lose, especially you have, like, when losing is fresh in your brain, you're constantly already thinking about it. So it's good to just, you know, to, to breathe, take a step back and, have another outlet away from wrestling that like you know helps you remember to like enjoy it yeah because if you don't enjoy it then you're gonna hate it and <laughs> wrestling is a tough sport to hate and try to yeah. so i don't know i think that that's the what kind of keeps me going i think that's the reason i can do so much stuff and just kind of balance it is because if i didn't have it i feel like i'd be you know i, I feel like i'd be crazy yeah, no, I totally fight. It's, it's like if you focus on just athletics, and it's like once that's once that's gone, it's like yeah. now what? You know, what yeah. I'm saying? I, I totally feel that. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask more about like the BCC and your fraternity. Mm-hmm. I mean, just one, how long uh, have you been a part of both of them? Like, is mm-hmm. it since you've been coming onto campus? But then also, I'm sure you have like some of your best friends in your fraternity yeah. and just in within the BCC. Uh, if you want to speak more towards just uh, like the things you do with those people there. Yeah. So. Uh, the BCC and my fraternity kind of inter- intertwined. Uh, so I'm the, I'm the president of Kappa Office of Incorporated, oh, the nice. chapter here at Oregon State. Um, and so Lonnie B. Harris, which is what the, the Black Cultural Center is named after, uh, he's the founder of, like, my chapter here at oh, Oregon, at Oregon yeah. State. So yeah. he's technically my fraternity brother. Um, but I'm in a black fraternity. So, like, you know, right now there's, like, five active members on the campus yeah and that's like one of the largest chapter like that's yeah, it's a large national fraternity yeah. yeah it's a huge fraternity mm-hmm. but like black fraternities are ju- and sororities are just kind of smaller unless you get to like the south where like yeah you know like a, a like a big yard of like Greek, black greek would be like one chapter in a fraternity if there's like 20 brothers on there that's a huge chapter mm-hmm. you're like wow um, so yeah, I mean, there's only five of us here, but like it's it makes it so it's like a more true brotherhood. I know all of them. It's like closer. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. really close. You have to do everything together. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just kind of like it's it's history. Like it's it's history, which is uh, growing up. I, I'm from Dixon, California, which is a very a lot like Corvallis. I mean, it's right next to Davis, which is you know a predominantly white area um and i didn't i wouldn't say i didn't know much about my history but i didn't have to because i still had friends that were like my a lot of my friends were minorities and even like the like my white friends this there were just like 
we were all just chilling. Like we were just, <laughs> it wasn't like a huge of a thing because it was still, even though it was predominantly white, it was more diverse because it's California. Yeah. So when I came to Oregon, you get like a little culture shock because it is very like, very not like a lack of diversity here. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It was just cooler to, to dive into more of my roots and you just kind of know. Like knowing your roots and your background is powerful. It's a powerful thing. It gives you a sense of pride already. Mm-hmm. So it was a crazy thing. Like once I joined my fraternity, I started doing better in wrestling. I don't know if it correlates, but once Mateo joined the fraternity, he started doing better in wrestling as well. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a correlation or anything, but there is something just about, you know, knowing your history that gives you more pride. And then now I started working at the Black Cultural Center. And so now I'm like teaching other people about my history and that's also helping me learn more and there you go i'm getting more pride wrestling is a sport where with confidence and pride just that alone you you will do you can do well because i mean if you you can if you're a day one first day wrestler and you go out there and you believe like hey i can be anybody like this guy like this guy's not going to touch my legs it's going to be hard for him probably to touch your legs because at the end of the day it's wrestling is a hard complex sport but it's very simple all you're trying Mm to do is get a lock around somebody's leg and take them down day one person that never wrestled before can say all right he's trying to get a lock around my leg i'm not gonna let him get a lock. <laughs> i'm not gonna do whatever it takes not to let him do that so i mean i don't know i just i don't know if that answers your question no, yeah. it, just, it just blows my mind how you can do all this and wrestle it just yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy no, i can definitely see how like you're able to take some of your just like constant thinking about wrestling away by being a part of this and yeah. the black cultural center is that just for student athletes or could um, um yeah no anybody anybody can go in there it's open to everybody it's it's a space originally built as a place for you know like a safe space for african-americans on campus but now it is more of a thing where it's still like our safe space but we want you know we want people to come in and learn just mm-hmm. learn like you, you you all you guys can still learn if you guys know the history, it still helps. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, we're all trying to get to a, a common goal, unity, whatever it may be. Hopefully, I hope yeah. we all want yeah. unity. But um, we're all trying to get there. So learning about each other is going to help us. Mm-hmm. It's going to help yeah, totally. us in the long run as a country, as a nation. Take every all athletics, all that aside, coming together as one is going to help us as a country moving forward. So. I mean, it's right on Monroe, right? Yeah. yeah. Right on Monroe. Uh, which for some people is a sensitive topic because it's like in the back of campus and that goes back to history. But oh. I think, oh. I honestly think the black students, we got to choose where we wanted it. And I think they wanted it because it was next to all the food places. It's a literally across the street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, it's chill. And it's just a chill vibe. Like, especially when you get to see all your friends in there. They're not asking me about wrestling and doing like all that. Like, yeah. They're just asking, we go in there, we're playing video games, we're. Just hanging out? Yeah. You say you work there, too? Yeah. Oh, cool. What do you do there? I am a communication representative, so it's just like, <clears throat> I really just be chilling. <laughs> like I, I really just be chilling, but, like, like we host events. Like, I'm part of hosting the events. I'll speak. Uh, I'll plan them. Um, like, when people come in, I'll give you, like, if you guys came in, I would give you a tour, and I would let you guys know some of the history about African Americans on campus and just the history of the cult, the center itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I mean, there's like seven centers on, on campus. It's not just like, 
Yeah. There's a black culture center. Like there's Asia Pacific, uh, Cesar Chavez, Native American. Mm-hmm. There's the Pride Center, Women's Center. So there's a bunch. And I think that if you haven't, you should go and sh- hit every one of them. Just learn. Totally. Like there, there's learn. Like I don't know whoever made it a thing to where like being smart is like weird. Like being smart makes you a weirdo. But yeah. knowing information, being smart is, is such a flex. It's so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, learn, educate yourself. Yeah. How did you get involved? I'm just curious. How did you get involved in uh, your fraternity and your the BCC? It was like a flyer you saw, or just like <coughs> how did you, you get involved in that? What's <clears throat> crazy is that my my white friend. He's actually he's Puerto Rican, but he's 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 white. Like I don't know, he claims white. Um, <laughs> but um, he wanted to join my fraternity. He wanted to join my fraternity. So he told me about it when I was like in California. We were just home for like spring break or something. I don't know. Mm. And he was like, yeah, man, he just showed me all the videos. And so black fraternities and sororities were uh, pretty known for strolling, which is like our like dances were known for strolling and stepping. Um, and so he was showing me all these videos and stuff like that. And um, I was like, dang, man, that's cool. And then I don't know if you guys have seen like Stump the Yard and stuff like that, but they're just cool movies. And so I was like, that's cool. And so that's where my interest like, came in. And then when I was in the airport already, after my first year in Oregon, I was like, every every brother or sister I see on campus, I'm going to acknowledge and say, like, hey, actually, in Oregon. Like, every time I see a brother or sister, I'm going to say something. Because mm-hmm. that's just something that out here in California, that's a normal thing. Yeah. We have this yeah. thing where we acknowledge, like, yo, like, what's up? Out <laughs> here, they'll just look straight through you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dang. But so I just made it a, a thing that I'm going to say hi to everyone, everybody I see. Um, and so I was in the airport, and... He's now my fraternity brother, JP. He works downstairs, actually. In the, oh, I think, uh, I, I think I saw him today, actually. Yeah, he works in the <laughs> CFSL. But uh, he was like, he came up to me, and he did that. Like, hey, what's up, brother? Like, I know every brother on campus. Yeah. Like, who, what's your name? So mm-hmm. we were just talking. He was like, ah, oh, I work at the Center of Fraternity and Sorority Life. And I was like, dang, like, do you guys have the dudes that do the little shoulder dance? And he was like, ah, uh, that's my fraternity. <laughs> and then from there, um, he hooked me up with some of the other guys that were interested. And then... Next thing you know, at the time, my fraternity wasn't even on campus. So, like, oh, wow. I, I was part of the, the people to bring it back. There was four of us, and, like, we go by line brothers. So, my four, me and my three line brothers, we brought the fraternity back on campus. That's awesome. And so, That's we kind awesome. of put the spark back in because I don't think Oregon State had ever had, like, a probate, which is the unrevealing. Mm-hmm. So, you guys yeah. do jump day? Yeah. Yeah. We do an unrevealing, so we wear a mask, so you can't see oh, us. What? We do a whole show, and then at the end, we take off our mask, and that's kind of like our introduction, like, we're back on, we're back. Yeah. Or this is we the back. new brothers. Okay. The new brothers on campus, so um, we did that, and then we had a huge showing. That's a cool. A huge people showing. And then from there, like, spring term, we just, like, hit the ground. Like, we had a lot of, like, just things going, like, mm-hmm party <laughs> we were doing <laughs> but our parties are open to everybody and it's like a fundraiser mm-hmm. um but it was just it was fun and um we kind of started a spark and the next thing you know another fraternity black fraternity comes back which is the alphas mm-hmm. and that was adam joel which is a soccer player moku football player they were on the and at the time it had been a lot of athletes and it was the very known athletes it was yeah. me mateo adam mm-hmm. joel moku which are like they're pretty popular boys so they came back. Next thing you know, there's more AKAs, there's more Deltas, and like the, it just started growing. And so we just started that spark. And just to be part of that, like, my goal in life 
always was to make a positive impact on every community, like as many communities as I can. Mm-hmm. So that just gave me another like platform to try to leap to try to you know submit my my impact and a legacy hopefully one day um and so i took it from there and ran with it and, <laughs> and you know i just try to make something shake outside of wrestling because i don't want to yeah. just be known as a wrestler yeah you know i want to you know i want people to know like hey this guy did more than that he did stuff for his community his friends family mm-hmm. so i mean it was cool i mean i brought the chapter back kind of created a spark yeah and i don't know i yeah. And now the chapter has a recent uh, <laughs> volleyball championship. Yeah, they got recent. There you go. Crazy thing is, we won. We won our first year back. We won Greek Week. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? So, yeah, and I don't know if we're, I don't know if we got it this year. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think it was us either. <laughs> but we definitely did you. have I'm a fun you time. You are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're on the same team. Yeah. So uh, we won the tournament. Does that mean so, we won uh, the whole week? I'm pretty sure. Because so. you well, you won the tournament. So that's yeah, like that's win. pretty. We won the tournament. We took third in like. We took third in the dodgeball. Yeah. JJ was <laughs> there. Yeah. So no, it, it was there. so funny. Ben texted me. He was like, me, Devin Turner, and JJ just won the volleyball tournament. Yes. And I was like, no surprise. What a freaking lineup. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even us. We had these two girls on our team. Oh, that I swear we're killing it. <laughs> girls raw. She's raw, bro. And like, what a lineup. They were the anchors of the team when it was like 10 to 9 or something. Yeah, and it was this girl's turn to start serving. And <laughs> just boom, boom <laughs> ace. Boom, ace. So, so what I'm hearing is Devin is hypothetically if like the volleyball team needs someone to step in, they can uh, th- they can throw you in there. Those girls need to be in there. <laughs> the girls need to get on the team for sure. Those girls was, are raw. I want to I'm, I'm talking about like like strolling. So was that like dancing in a sense? Yeah, so so that that means you're a good dancer then, right? Yeah, I'm definitely a good dancer. Do you I think that's because of wrestling? Because wrestlers have good hips? Uh, that plays a role. I think I'm a good <laughs> wrestler because I'm a good dancer. Oh, okay, okay there you go. Okay, think, but go. you know, I grew up like I grew up in. My family owns a church, so mm. I grew up in the church. If you look at the black church from, shoot, way long time ago, dancing and, and all that type of stuff was heavily, like, that was a, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a praise dancer, which is, like, just a style of dancing uh, that they do in the church. Um, so I think I got just her genetics. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, being growing up with that my whole life, always having music around, dancing, um, I just kind of picked it up from there. And then wrestling definitely helps. And I also just like, I like dancing. Like, yeah. It's just something, and like, I don't know. I didn't, like, I never was big into, you know, drinking and doing all that stuff. I just like to go out and dance and have, yeah. like, fun. So um, I just, I don't know. I just, like, it gives me, like, confidence. It, it It's cool. I'd like to do things that are cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So being able to shoot, I like attention. Which is probably one of the reasons that I like to be like involved in so much stuff because I like mm-hmm. I like that. I'm mm-hmm. also one person that'll sit back and like, hey, put me behind the scenes. I don't want to be even talk right now, but yeah. uh, I like you know I like I don't mind it. I'll say that. I don't mind attention. Um, so me when I have the opportunity to just be able to just go out and dance, I'm for surely gonna do it. <laughs> so so uh, it was just something that like me and my friends started doing and like we like to get other people hyped so like we'll gather around you and just hype you up just uh, go <laughs> hype, you, hype you up and then at that time like we all start dancing so yeah. now everybody's dancing and it'll get the whole environment just like up uplift everybody yeah so it was just i don't know this was the dancing does two things music and dancing can do it's just uplift to any event 
So if y'all ever have a wedding, invite <laughs> <laughs> for the party entertainment. <laughs> That's what I'm here. This, this is the part with the disco ball drops and we start dancing. And <laughs> I got you, man. You got a, you got like a go-to song that comes on and you're just like, a go-to oh, song? here we go again. Go-to song and go-to dance move. A go-to dance move. <laughs> so I'm gonna say. My go-to dance move is now is my stroll. Like it is, okay, it is yeah. what my fraternity does, um, because it's just ours. Other the other fraternities they do a lot more like stepping. Where which, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it, well, you guys should see it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But they do more a little more stepping. Kappas, which is what I am, we do a lot more like smooth, where it literally just looks like dancing. Like it just looks like a subtle dance. <laughs> um, so that is like my my go-to dance right now and i forgot to answer your question but like uh strolling goes back to like african tradition where you used to see like during their ceremonies and stuff like their spiritual ceremonies they would just go in a circle mm-hmm. and consistently just dance and dance and dance and just strolling like you're just strolling around the circle, around. circle and you're just going and it just doesn't stop and that just carried over into now that's something that the black greeks do um but yeah, my my main dance room would be my stroll, mm-hmm. and I have like I don't have a go to song besides I mean "Wipe Me Down" is like the song we stroll to, mm-hmm. but like my life song I don't know if you guys know it, but it's called "Buzzing." It's like the man I feel like money, man I feel like money is a I feel like, I I've, feel heard like I've heard of it. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. So that's like just like my life. Like when I wake up in the morning, that's just a song that plays. In my head. <laughs> like I don't know why it just gets me like, man I feel like money. So they made a documentary about you. You want that song playing? <laughs> that's the song. That's yeah, the song that's you want playing. Buzzing by Man featuring yeah. 50 Cent. There you go. Okay. There you that's, go. That's, that's, yeah. that's the song. And it, I don't know. It just has good stuff in it. Gotcha. So. Is that your walkout song for wrestling? No, my walkout song, my first one was Humble by uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't remember what the other ones were. <laughs> and then so last year I walked out to uh, – Pretty Boy Spike by Soldier Boy. <laughs> so that's that song. If you know me, that song suits me very well because I'm very right here, yeah, this my swag. Because <laughs> it's just I'm into fashion, so that song yeah. suits yeah. me yeah. very well. Um, and my fraternity, the nickname for fraternity is the Pretty Boys, so it just it worked. Yeah. Uh, pretty Boy Swag. <laughs> so that worked, and then this year I started off walking out to. Uh, Dang, do you remember what I was? Uh, I have to go back and watch the film. Uh, uh, I recorded it, I, but like I uh, know the song, but the name isn't coming to me. Cause I, re- I, I recorded I it. it. Yeah, I, I was, I've got to send it. I have this dope video of you walking out. So yeah, it was a you. cool. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it was. It was a cool one. But for my senior night, um, I honestly wanted to walk out to Buzzin this year, but I just forgot that I forgot that I wanted to walk out because I listen to that song every day. Yeah, but I forgot yeah. that I wanted to walk out to it. So I chose a good song to walk out to this year, but for my senior night specifically, I wanted to walk out to uh, Feeling Good by Nina Simone, which is like oh, a oh, yeah. very yeah. slow song, but then the, just like the beat just, like, just drops. <laughs> it's like intense. So uh, I wanted to walk out to that. And yeah, that was my walkout song. Yeah, and how was your senior night too? I know obviously emotions were high because it was like yeah. your last dual meet in, um, in Gil Coliseum, but like your family was there. They all wore your t-shirt. We have, yeah, a, cool, we have a cool photo of that. It's like... How was that for you? Just it's got to be so surreal, right? Yeah, it's just like bittersweet. Like, bro, I've been here for six years. Yeah. That time went by so fast. Like, it, and I hate school. 
<laughs> and that time went by so fast. It went by so fast. I don't hate school. Yeah. I love learning. I love the people. I love coming to school, but I don't like homework and stuff. That, that's fair. That's fair. fair. That's fair. Nice. fair. Like all of us right now. <laughs> it's like speaking of fashion and also the shirts too. Right? Both Andres and I are, are wearing it and you are as well. So, you know, kind of taking our listeners sort of behind that a little bit. I know you talked to me about it, but. Yeah. Some of the stuff you you know you mentioned you know stuff I didn't really like or it really press you on details and you know sort of nil and all that stuff. Um, for our listeners, I mean, if you want to expand upon that a little more than mm-hmm. uh, what what you and I talked about for yeah. for um, for that, but yeah, I'll leave, I'll kind of leave that up to you, you know, a little bit. So kind of like take everybody through the you know the shirt and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just nil process and the whole nil yeah. process. Yeah. So the nil process was. Uh, it was like interesting. Uh, I didn't really like know too much about it. I just thought thought like okay, so now, now we can make, we can make our own money like off of doing whatever we wanted. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that goes into like into it. It's still very difficult. To, yeah, like, yeah. It's so it's new still too. So, like you look at my shirts. There's nothing Oregon State on it. Nope. It's orange and black. Yeah, it's just orange and black. But they took the O like the OSU off the singlets and all that stuff. I didn't notice that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like unfortunate. I mean that's unfortunate. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I will say, like, you know, the name and like, image and likeness is, like, it's a thing. Like, there's going to be some players, especially when it comes to football, basketball, that, like, they were, like, they were the truth. Like, you know, they have a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. LeBron, like, Bronny James. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Mikey, like, those guys, they're, no matter where they go, like, they're going to be huge. They already yeah. have millions of followers. But for most people, when you graduate – when you graduate uh, in like three years, you're gonna come back and you're gonna be like, you're not gonna know any, you're not really gonna know anybody on the, on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does put it in perspective. That like at the end of the day, it's name, image, and likeness. But what kind of makes you is the university. Yeah. So I yeah. understand what like they're coming for. Like when you are doing this, you have to take the stuff off because mm-hmm. if you really think you're the guy, take everything off and let's see how much money you can make without the school backing you. So That's, I understand yeah. where they're coming from from that. But um, I don't know. I I thought that like it was gonna be different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's still it's still really cool. Like this one specifically, it was cool with the t-shirts because you know I I wanted a t-shirt, mm-hmm. um, especially when I'm in fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to use my because I have my own brand. I didn't want to use my brand to make a t-shirt because I didn't want I don't want like wrestling to be like that's Your not brand. what I want to yeah, be. No, it's like yeah, it's like separate. Yeah. So um. It was cool that a guy just reached out to me. I have an agent, and he reached out. To, my agent might have reached out to him, or he reached out to my agent, and he just sent like, "Hey, like, does Devin like this design? Can I sell this shirt?" Um, and the original design I didn't really like at, that much, but I was already into graphic tees. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, if you're gonna make a shirt, make me a graphic tee, <laughs> and I'll, I'll let you know if I like it or not. And he made that one, and I was like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> cool sell it but really with that like i don't i only have one he sent me one mm. and if i wanted more i have to buy them so yeah. it's not All like right. it's not like yeah. i just really get the real deal like a deal or anything. yeah it's just like yeah so i mean but i do i mean i get like a percentage of each shirt um so it's cool to see you guys wearing them. Yeah, thank, yeah. You. yeah. thank you for putting a little bit of money in the pocket. <laughs> no problem, no problem. I, I, told, I told you, I told you I'd buy a shirt. <laughs> so I appreciate that. That might go a long way. No problem. Speaking, speaking of that, too, I bought uh, uh, Gary's shirt. Gary's, Gaston Gary's shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got that in the mail. Um, 
as well. So yeah, see, yeah. Gary got the real deal. Yeah. Gary got like a gas he tank, got gas like tank. A, he got he had the branding before he came here. Gas State Gary was already a thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At yeah. Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, yeah, he was mentioning to me that like fans of his at wrestling meets would like sell you know yeah. shirts, and then like finally when NIL came about, he was like, oh, I can finally like <laughs> no, sell no, my own no. shirts <laughs> with with the name yeah, on so, And the guy that makes his shirts. He knew since he was a child, so it's yeah. oh, so it's like handed. Yeah, yeah. So he's chilling. He gets a large percentage <laughs> of all that and stuff. So it's, I'm happy for him. That's yeah. that's cool yeah. stuff. BK just got his own shirt. Oh, he stuff. did really. Yeah, yeah. So he bought one. Too. Um, yeah, and uh, his mom's making his. I believe. Oh, so. wow, that's nice. That's so, nice. Shoot, those are gonna be easy access. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, where did Sweet DT come from? Because it, it's it's kind of uh, it's catchy. It's so like Sweet honestly, DT. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think it was. I somebody a long time ago asked me like, "Hey, if you were like a UFC fighter or a WWE, what would your name be?" And I like Sweet T, so yeah. I was like, "It'd be Sweet DT." And <laughs> then one day, Coach Kasoy, when he hands out our gear, like our travel gear before we go, he put he on my like he puts tape to make sure we all know which one it is. Huh. He put Sweet DT on mine, and then. <laughs> It just caught. Like, sweet, <laughs> it just stuck. Sweet DT just, just, just like, it was going. Yeah. It was sweet going. DT. But yeah, my end goal is honestly, I want to, like, I like the shirts. I like everything. I want a drink. I want a tea. Ooh. Yeah, yeah that's what you're that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's what you were telling yeah. me. That's what, would what you, you were what thinking What would you put of. in the tea? <laughs> the tea. I definitely would do, a li- like, I like lemonade. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I like tea. So I definitely do, like, a Arnold Palmer Arnold Palmer? Yeah. Deal. Yeah, I'm definitely going with, like, a little fruity tea type thing. Would you put your face on the can? Like, I <laughs> I would be I think I'll put like a shadow like a shadow type figure in me. <laughs> on one on one on one just, oh, just oh, like oh, the one, one can only one, just like one, on one. Just limited edition limited edition <laughs> everything else I would try to get like a sweet DT logo and yeah and make it like more simple I got like it's a served ice cold too yeah, it's a, that's a nice little touch like yeah, ice in the veins yeah, so I feel kind of off the shirt I like the way the sweet's all it's cursive yeah, it's cursive yeah. yeah it looks nice I feel weird with like everybody. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a button up so you can't see him. We're just standing at Ryan. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a cool process. Like, I, yeah. like if it was later in my like, if I had nil earlier, I promise you I would have exposed him. Yeah. I would have been making. I would have figured out a way to make. Him <laughs> I would have been making some big bucks. But uh, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm excited for yeah. you know what's co- what's to come. Um, they're probably gonna have to make some, you know, regulations and stuff because yeah. oh, these yeah, big definitely. guys that come, like, from what I'm realizing, like I'm I'm for the nil. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more like I can make my own shirt and I can sell it and I can make money that way. Now I'm hearing that like donors don't have to donate to the school anymore. They can donate oh. straight to a person. So oh. now I'm realizing instead of money going to like Oregon State Athletics, it's going straight to like an individual that's right. on like bro there's people that are already like signing for wrestling wrestling and they're saying like i'm not coming unless i get like forty thousand dollars what like, bro you're 19 you're 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you doing what are you gonna do with that yeah. but um so that's gonna cause some issues so right then and there just off of that only this big schools with the money are gonna be able to get those recruits yeah, yeah. second i think that when the donors start donating straight to the big names, especially with football, basketball, sports that don't generate revenue, like vol- basically if you're not basketball, football, you don't generate revenue. So 
all the smaller sports, wrestling, swimming, track, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to start to, programs are going to start dropping. Yeah. Once, so they're going to have to regulate it. Yeah, totally. Now instead of the 40 grand going, a donor d- donating 40 grand to Oregon State Athletics, they're donating 40 grand to a specific person. That's insane. It's really not like an NIL name, image, and likeness. It's more like a distribution of donations. So yeah. Like it's a different like different where the game. money yeah so yeah. I don't know they're gonna have to figure it out but you know Oregon State should be good we got a good you know <laughs> endowment fund and everything <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious is it do you think it's like weird to see your face on a shirt uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like literally like like whoa like whoa. that's me <laughs> me um honestly nah like nah. I I think that like like pictures fa- like like. I don't like me personally. I'm not conceited or nothing, but you know, I like I'm I like the way I look, <laughs> uh, and and I just think that like like when I take a picture, I realize it looks like me because it's a picture of me. Yeah. So yeah. so it's, yeah. so it's yeah. me. So I mean, I ain't finna be like tripping like it, <laughs> that's it's me. <laughs> so, so I mean, I think I think it's it's cool to see like just see my friends and family and them just supporting me and just yeah. you know it's cool and. Uh, you know, it's a stepping stone. Yeah, I, I, I much rather would see my brand, what West on there, but yeah. shoot, that's my name. So that's me. That's, <laughs> that's me. Name right there. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's it's dope. It's dope. I'm like so grateful for it. Uh, so happy that it was like a cool. It's just cool. Like it's definitely like a cool experience to to have. Yeah, no, no. The second you dropped this shirt, I knew, I knew I had to buy it because <laughs> I looked up to you like my senior year of high school. So I was like, I knew I got to buy this shirt. And it's it's cool. Like the sweet DT, like. It started a ring. Like people like will DM me and just like me personally. Sometimes I think I'm an exciting wrestler. Sometimes I'm a boring wrestler. <laughs> Depends on how the weight cut went. <laughs> but it was cool to see like some people like like BK. You watch him sparks. Yeah. Grant Willett. You watch them sparks. Like they're scrapping, going fast, doing all this. I'm a very more like methodical, explosive wrestler. Like I'll be slow. Lull you to sleep and then boom, gonna just like explode. <laughs> all explode. And so I think people get joy out of like that, like boom, there's something just happening. But I mean I don't do like I don't really do much. I'm starting to get to where I do. I want to do more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh but it's cool, like people deem me like you're my like favorite wrestler to watch, like you're so exciting. I'm like, I don't think I'm exciting, but <laughs> I appreciate like I appreciate it. But it's cool and the and I think the sweet D T and just kinda building a character around myself is what like started that little spark and uh i think more of that is what's gonna put wrestling on a like higher pedestal because yeah like growing up did you know much about wrestling no yeah so like people they've never been to a dual meet they've never really seen it but i think if you actually go and watch like a wrestling match you're like oh shoot especially if it's your friends like yeah your friends I, only had, one. I only had friends in high school that i would wrestle with still i was never yeah. able to even able to get out to really watch any of their matches. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, knew, I knew people on, the, on my high school's wrestling team. I knew the coach, you know, mm-hmm. the assistant coach too. Like I knew both of them, but I never, I never went out to uh, wrestling. I did it four years, so I got plenty yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, but it's like if you if you actually go and watch wrestling, first off, it's like the oldest sport ever. Yeah, yeah. you think about it, you come out the womb. The first thing you do, you wrestle your brothers or your friends. <laughs> like you just naturally yeah. do it. But yeah, you think back to the original Olympics; they were Romans wrestling. So. Um, it's cool that, like, like, that right there is going to help 
build a thing like a UFC fight, boxing fights. They do all that chatter. Mm-hmm. All that is literally to hype up the fight. They're just mm-hmm. to hype up the fight. It's hype literally up the to hype up the fight. So having characters like this, that were people like Sweet DT, you got like RBY, who's known for being yeah. doing all this crazy stuff. You got like um, Thomas Gilman, Thomas who was Gilman. like the bull. You got you know, there's just everybody. A lot of people are getting nicknames and doing all this stuff now, um, and that's just gonna. And now they're doing like one-on-one matches. Like my coach Imar, uh, he has a coach with uh, Alex Derringer, and like it's just a one match. Like it's just yeah, like a UFC fight. They advertise it to promote, talk a little, talk some junk. But they actually like they might have some Not bad me. blood. <laughs> like yeah, they, they, those two might. Jordan Burroughs and Imar have some. They got some beef. Yeah, they got a little. Bit of beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's like that's gonna help the sport, and especially in the college level, like. Shoot, on my senior night, the stadium was it was pretty. There was a good amount of people there, but you go to like Penn State, Iowa, they would pack out guilt easily. Yeah, yeah, they would pack out guilt and then some. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's I don't know. It's just I just think I mean I think me personally I think it's cool just seeing like that's this is the only combat sport left in college level like like there's no other man on man on man or woman on woman like combat like fight basically mm. so. I think I mean the more fans that come, the more people that get exposure to it, and uh, then you know, the sport grows. So. Yeah, mm, totally. While we're talking about just the wrestling team right now, I mean, what's coming up next for the team as the season's coming to an end? Right, you got some tournaments coming yeah. up. Yeah. Or... So the two big ones. I mean, it's the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the record's zero and zero. You're zero and zero because it's yeah. postseason now. So, um, you got Pac twelves next week. Two weeks later, you got nationals yeah. if you make it. So, uh, that's the main focus. Yeah, totally. that's the goal. Um, that's the main focus, and I'm going. I'm going to be on the podium. I got you. I'll be on the podium. I'm gonna be an All American this year. That's that's my goal, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get there. Um, but as far as my team, you know, we're chasing, we're chasing the Pac-12 title. Mm-hmm. We want that. That's the first step. Um, so this week, hard training phase. Do everything we can to get one more edge. Take it up one more notch before Pac 12s. Get to Pac 12s, perform. Get to nationals. We want to be at our peak performance. So yeah, totally. Um, that's what we're looking forward to. That's where our mind it brings new excitement. Um, and now you know you just want to wake up, shoot, wake up every day feeling dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> wake up every yeah. day feeling dangerous and ready to go. So that's that's what we're all looking forward to. You could see it already in the room. There's like, hey, we're here now. Yeah. The culture you guys have is amazing. Just yeah. I've I've been, I've never been in the room, but I've heard of like just like the culture you guys have. It's just yeah. it's definitely like a brotherhood, which is really cool. Yeah, it's still, I would say like we uh, coming here, the culture was a little bit the old coaching staff. There wasn't really like an established culture, and now like we found like a we got our own like Oregon State has like it's yeah. an Oregon State thing. So mm-hmm. it's cool to you know have our own thing. I think you look at a lot of teams. Here, just even at Oregon State, you look at a lot of the teams. Um, they're like clicky. Like there's this click, like on the t- within the team, this friend group, this friend group. Just like in our fraternities, there's this friend group and this friend group, this friend. But not everybody really knows each other. On the Oregon State wrestling team, we are all like. That's what's like cool. We all are like we intermingle mm-hmm. every day. We're talking to each other, so uh, it's cool. And then you know we we know how to read each other pretty well. Um, we're all there for each other it's all like it's fun we know like the coaches are now more like 
since they established their culture their their culture that they wanted now they're more like all right let's like we're having fun we're yeah. doing this and they're keeping it fun while keeping it intense while making sure the program is progressing and not just wanting to raise wrestlers but like overall men yeah. so like you look at the guys in the community like when before our coaching staff came here our team gpa was not shoot bro. <laughs> you ain't gonna talk about it but now i mean shoot we're our goal is like well, now we're, we're we want we want like nothing lower than 3.5s mm-hmm. overall wow, yeah. team gpa mm-hmm. so just stuff like that is like molding like when you have a coaching staff that wants to mold men and you have wrestlers that fully buy into the coaching and believe in everything and, and want to be great men not they want to be we want to be great wrestlers great men in the community great fathers eventually everything just mm-hmm. well-rounded individuals you start seeing like sparks fly so i'm enjoying it here i'm soaking in my life <laughs> it's bittersweet yeah, bittersweet yeah. dt last year. <laughs> last year. that's a new t-shirt that's the new one season then for the offseason <laughs> so, so I, know, I know like you got wrestling still but like post wrestling have you thought about like because obviously like you said wrestling's not your like your entire life yeah. so have you thought about like after what you're gonna do after yeah uh so i mean i got like this these next couple years planned with the uh i do plan on so i sweet dt ain't done they don't mm-hmm. retire after this right, year i right. do plan on trying to pursue the 2024 olympic games okay so okay. that's the goal i'm gonna do that go all in uh whatever happens happens after 2024 hanging up the shoes try hanging up the shoes and uh i'm gonna get on with my life yeah. um but with that comes you never know because if I do really well, say I win an Olympic gold medal, yeah, right. These wrestling coaches make a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> and you know I still have a passion for it. So yeah. you never know. My whole obstacle could change, but um, whatever that comes with, I don't. I don't really know how I'll do. But um, after that, I know my end goal. I do want to own um, three things, which is a, a sports facility. So uh, I want to own my own sports facility, specifically for like athletes that like higher level. This is where I want like my own training area with like you know football field, basketball, wrestling mat, stuff like that. Um, that like the Odell Beckham's and like some UFC fighters, stuff mm-hmm. like that, where it's just kind of a sacred type gym mm-hmm. to produce you know high level athletes or where high level athletes can come to train. So I want something like that. Uh, I want. My own clothing brand. I want to launch that soon, and then I want um, a nightclub. Eventually. Oh, okay. Yeah. My own nightclub. Okay. I found out that I'm. I really like hosting. <laughs> you like hosting parties. I like, like hosting social parties, events. Hosting social events. Uh, it um, gives me so much stress. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I let the security handle the security stuff, and I just do everything else. So I mean, I really would like to own my own nightclub. And I want it to be like a secret one, like you know, yeah. like shoot, you go in a gas station, you open one of the freaking doors, and you just go through. <laughs> it's like it's like a book you pull off the shelf. Yeah, I want something like that. Knock. That's a good plan. So something like that, and then um, I don't know some real estate, of course, yeah. stuff yeah. like that, and you know, you live a regular, be a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you know, done. That's cool though. Yeah, so I got some... You got some good plans. Yeah, I got some plans. But yeah. we'll see. You never know, like I said, with the Olympic Games, getting to that level of an athlete, like, I mean, shoot, you make it 
pretty high. Like right now, even right now, I could probably run a camp. If my name gets big enough, you can run a camp and shoot, you can, I can live off that. Mm-hmm. I can live off that. Uh, maybe. You know, I have expensive taste in clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know where life will take me, but I know the three things that I want in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't plan on having kids, and I don't want kids and stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, we chilling. Yeah, hopefully I can find a woman that doesn't want kids too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you take out kids out of the situation, that's a lot more money. It's a lot more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So less money on kids, sure. more money on fashion. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It's all about what the real passion is, right? right. Yeah. So, totally. I don't know. But we'll see. You know, my mom says. Yeah. Mom says it'll change. I've been and saying my, I didn't want them since I was sixteen. I didn't want them. That's 24 now. That's almost 10 years. <laughs> Still don't want them. So, um, you want kids? Oh, uh, yeah. You want kids? Eventually. Yeah, eventually, yeah. Eventually. Is it weird? Is it weird that... Maybe I'm... it's just Corvallis, because, you know, like, I don't want a girlfriend right now. I'm in college. Yeah. I'm too busy. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm just busy. I, yeah. yeah, I'm just busy. I, I just be, I think... <laughs> it, so, I grew up, my mom had a daycare in my house. So, like... Waking oh. up, I was at six a.m. The kids would come. They're like you know, crying. Yeah. It's like natural birth control. Like it's like birth control. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. that, I was like, that's understandable. It's like it's a little look into the future. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. this is what I, I said. I've seen the worst. Yeah. Like, something yeah. Like, better. That's gonna make that okay. Yeah. No. So I'm like, so I'm good. I don't. I don't. Yeah. But I I don't know if I. But then some people say if they're your own, it's different. Yeah. Like it's Think about different. a mini DT. Think about uh, it. A sweet, a, little, a sweet little DT. A sweet little. I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. A little sweet little DT. DTJ. I would. I wish my dad made me a junior. I want to be a junior, but. What's your oh, actually, I'd be the name? third. Oh, the third? third? He's oh. Fred. He's Fred Turner Jr. Oh, okay. So, no, I'd, be no, cool. I'd be the third. Well, then I'd be sweet three. Sweet three, sweet three T. Sweet three T. Like CT three, CP. DT three. There you go. DT three. DT three. If you need some like redesign or rebranding, <laughs> you hit us up. We got you. Yeah. Then sometimes I'm like, I don't even want a wife because if I get a wife, I know she's gonna want to have kids. <laughs> I know she's gonna want to have kids. So. I don't I feel know. like you got a lot of time to think about this. You got some time. I do. Look, look. You got time. You do have. To, how old are you? I'm 21. 20. I am 20. We're 24, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have, like, hey. We can, only, we can only do this for so long. We can only do this for so long. So I don't really have that much time. It's like. Because if I do become a father, I ain't trying to be like an old father. Yeah. True. Be, True. Like 50. Like. Hey, I'm, about to touch, I'm about to touch 30. I'm about to touch 30 years yeah, old. You got some time. You're still pretty young. We got You're six years away. Yeah. Six years goes by fast. I told you the six years went by fast. I told you the six years went by fast. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, we, look, bro, you think it's, look, you don't have much time. I got like, plenty of time. Look, I got plenty of time. How old would you want your kids at? 30. <laughs> what is this? How old are you now? 21. I got nine years. That's not a lot of time, man. Well, don't stress me out. <laughs> I got like a finance midterm on Thursday. I'm sweating, looking. You don't, don't want a girl right now, right? You're I mean, looking. yeah, right girl. You're not looking. You're looking for the right. Like you're not even looking for a girl right now. No, you know? you're just chilling, right? All right. After you meet a girl, do you want? Do you want to have kids with the girl you're married to, or you don't care? 
You know what? Let's talk about it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't need to be married to like the girl to have kids because I'd probably like the kids more than her like the whole time. Okay. So, so you, so you'll have kids before you're married. You're not tripping about that. I'm not tripping about it. I don't want to, but I'm not tripping. Like I'd, I'd love my kids no matter what. Yeah. Okay. So think about it. This. I'll just say my perspective. Yeah. All right. It already takes me a year to make a girl my girlfriend. I have this little thing I have planned out. <laughs> so to, just to be my girlfriend, it takes a year. Yeah. And then I got to get married to you. Yeah, of course. And I'm not going to get married to you right after I'm making my girlfriend. No. no that's going to take another that's three, three, that's three, three to five years. <laughs> three to five to years. So how many years is that right now? We're at like six. I'm 30. I'm 30. I'm 30 right there. I'm 30. I'm 30. And now you're saying... First year, that'd be first year married. It takes nine months to have a kid. Yeah. That's almost a year. That's almost a year. So now it takes that year just to have the kid. That's if I got going right away. After <laughs> going right away after getting married. Me? No, I'm going to take some time with my yeah. wife. We're going to enjoy. I'm a we're going to enjoy life. We're going to do. We're going to enjoy life. We're going to do all this. Yeah. I want. I want two, three years to just. Enjoy life with me and my girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now what am I? I'm 33. Now you're 33, 34. <laughs> yeah. So now you're saying 35 years old having a baby. So now when my kid is like what? Like 15, you'll be like 50. I'm old. It's not bad. You're I'm athletic, man. I look I'm ready. I'm ready to. Clock you're gonna out be 15. Probably you'll, look you'll, like you'll you're be 30. that buff grandpa, dude. Yeah. I, I can already talk. Be like just like that yeah. chill grandpa. I'm ready to clock out at 60 years old. I would have done everything I needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> clock out. Done. Chilling. Completely checking out. I'm zoned so out. So I'm like, hey, I can't give my kid freaking. I can't give him 15 years. Yeah, no. You, you, your kid can't graduate high school and you're in the retirement home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying, bro. We don't have much time. Uh, <laughs> what I see, but you may be fast. Like, you might move faster than me, though. I don't know, man. I'm, I move pretty slow. It I'm is like smart. a snail. Slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. But I don't know. Because yeah. yeah. I, I just want a kid, man. That's see, really all I care about. I, just want I a kid. do see it. Like, Coach Pendleton, he has a kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like every time kid, I see like one year old, two year old. Every time I see Riker, I'm like, dang. <laughs> Dang, I, I could. <laughs> no, and I know how much Pendleton like loves his kids. He loves yeah. being. Oh, Nate Angle loves his twins. I, and I interviewed yeah. both of them last year for yes. some story about it. But yeah, like they say, like being a father like changed my life. Like yes. having yes. this kid like made my life so much better. So you gotta think about I that too. That. Look you at the inspiration, that. Devin. Come on. I see sweet that. I see that. Sweet little DT. Sweet little. I see that, bro. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know how old Pendleton is. You know. I I, I don't know that. Thirty something. Angle's like thirty-five. Was it Chris Pendleton? Chris Pendleton. Thirty-five. Nate Angle, yeah, he's right around there. We can do the quick Google search on that. He's forty. He's forty. Really? Yeah. January twenty-first, nineteen eighty-two. Forty years old. Nineteen eighty-two, Coach Angle. Gosh dang. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was thirty. No wait, how old is P? How old is Coach P? Um, I think uh, I think Pendleton's forty. I think the yeah, Pendleton's forty. Angle? Angle? They're the same look, age. Look up, let me look up Angle. Angle is. Uh, Angle's got to be younger than P. I feel like. Um, I think. I'm trying to find him. I don't know actually. Good question. We should bring him on the podcast and ask him. 19, uh, 1982, January 21st, 1982. Angle's 1982. No, that's, no, that's Coach P. Coach P's 82. Yeah, no, Angle's Angle's 1983. So what? He's 38. Yeah. Yeah, 38. With, with twins. Yeah. Did you yeah. know about that? What? Angle. Angles, I think Angles' parents were a twin. 
Angle's a twin. Right, he's got a twin. And now he's got a twin. Dude, what up? What up, Lenny? It's a gene. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> See, imagine you, you're like. See, <laughs> just by luck. Just by luck, just by quadruplets. Yeah, quadruplets. <laughs> I don't want that. See a fashion career, see a brand, oh see a nightclub, God. you know, yeah. see Instagram. Oh, we got to we got to turn the nightclub into a daycare. Now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, no, think about it. Yeah. It's it's a daycare during the day, but at night, it's popping. Think about it. It's best of both worlds. Bro, you think after being around these kids all day, I want to be still on that No. Jeez. Oh, oh my! God. What is this conversation? Yeah. We just. That's weird. <laughs> we're just we we moved really into the future, and that's okay. Yeah, you know? we're just. Planning. I mean, this is our podcast. We're just, yeah, yeah, we're just planning. We're gonna look back at this like in twenty years. Like you know what? Yeah. We did that. Yeah, this is a good podcast. <laughs> this I want to be back on this. Let's okay, go. Okay, yeah, you, you're welcome. Uh, gonna come back. Yeah, always yeah, welcome. BK here. Bro. Well, no, hopefully we're gonna. BK would have had. The, I'm telling you about that. BK for sure. What a conversation. I mean, yeah. You you got anything else? I got no. I got nothing. I mean, yeah. Let's uh, let's save Janet this. Yeah, yeah, no, let's save Jen. Jen. No, Jen's um, like laughing her butt off. Her uh, yeah. I mean, sweet DT, Devin. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on once again. Uh, just really appreciate you taking the time out of your night to come talk to us. I mean, you probably you are a great guest. <laughs> yeah, this, this is fun. <laughs> you're, you're a great guest. Yeah. Sure, we, you're always we welcome back it. on. Yeah. Oh, we I'm love to have you back on. I yeah. want you back. Well, you gladly yeah. will. We, and I, yeah. I promise I'll tell you the actual date. I want to talk about. I got more to talk about. So I'll <laughs> yeah. be back. We'll, we'll, pick your we'll pick your BK brain. on as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. totally. To all of our listeners, make sure to uh, follow us on Spotify if you haven't already. Keep following All Orange Media News with KBVR FM 88.7. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet DT. Sweet DT. Sweet, Sweet DT. DT. That's crazy.